Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, October 8th, 2012. Time again for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jake will be on the line with us in just one moment. Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Hey, Brosephine. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Brosephine? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just had... Uh, Baseball player Adam Hollywood Dunn over last night, so I'm still a little broed out. Okay. You couldn't have come up with a novel one, though? Hmm. Brominated vegetable oil? Uh, professional wrestling? That's good. Chicken uh, brotisserie style? Okay. Uh, Bromer Simpson? Hmm. Brodo Rooter? Brodo Baggins? <laughs> Brobdignagian? Oh, okay, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, things, stuff, doing. Um, uh, I don't think that there was anything to talk about from the weekend, really. I think back, we picked some apples. That was a oh, thing yeah. that happened. What, like, uh, you chose them at a grocery store? No, we chose them at a tree. Ooh, a series of trees. Yeah, there are a lot of apple orchards around, so every fall we make a trip out there and, and make a day of it. Is fall when apples are good? Yeah, they usually start around September and right up until now. I never and thought then, of apples as a fall thing. I know. No, because you get a pumpkin. You know, you get a you get a, a squash. You get a gourd of a varying description. Yeah, I don't know. When do peaches grow? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Georgia. Georgia is oh, when yeah. they grow. Yeah, about, about Georgia. Georgia on my mind. They grow uh, when Georgia is on Ray Charles's mind. So constantly. Georgia is on Ray Charles's watch. All right. Uh, uh, you know, because he's blind, his watch doesn't have numbers on it. It has states. <laughs> and they're in Braille. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. They, like usually, the end of September we go apple picking, and in October, like mid to late October, is the pumpkin patching. People I do. Said, I thought you were going to say in, in September you go apple picking, and then in October you throw away all of the apples because you realize that there's only so many apples one person can eat. Yeah, we do that almost every year. This year, finally managed to not because you're at a place where like, here we'll give you this giant bag to pick five pounds of apples and yeah even making pies and and all kinds of shit with it there's you reach your apple limit there's that like sulfury undertone to apples that doesn't really come out until you've eaten like five of them a day for four days but after that I've, I've never really gotten to that point are you yeah. sure that you didn't just od on apples and wake up in hell well i was eating apples and uh match heads at the same time oh okay that makes sense yeah, pretty sure that is one of those cardinal sins, right? But I am a dude who uh, is not gonna pick a pumpkin until at least the uh, like third week in October. Okay, because you don't like having it. You don't like making a jack o' lantern early. No, because they go bad. You know, they only last uh, like two weeks at the high outside. Okay. So you you get them in the beginning of the month, and then by. The time you're even close to Halloween time, you've got just a, the weird apple doll-looking shrunken face thing. Or it's being eaten by mold and or squirrels. Yeah, but that's scarier. That's more Halloween-appropriate. 
It reminds all of the other pumpkins that come walking by your house of their eminent mortality. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I have in the last year or so have been eating a lot more apples than I did in any previous year of my life. Right. I am still going to say that I eat an average of two apples a week. And I would call myself a guy that eats a lot of apples. Hmm. My scale is just off there. What else can you, you can eat an apple, uh, right? You can just like, you know, slice it up, put some peanut butter on the slices, eat that for lunch. I'll do like a, an apple in slices with a, maybe a sharp cheddar. Okay. To, to contrast. We have one of those apple coring things that is like a star made out of razor blades. Yeah, man. I love those things. That yeah. makes it so I can eat apples. And ours I, is I really metal. dislike just picking up an apple and taking bites of it because it's like by the time you go to take a, another bite that your gross teeth marks on the apple are already starting to turn brown. Huh. Do you, like, take a bite of the apple and then you put it down and come back five minutes later and... No, I mean, I chew thoroughly, if that's what you mean. Well, I suppose if you're going to chew, then... Yeah, we do, uh... We made this year, for the first time, we made some applesauce and canned it. Huh, okay. That was good. Uh, yeah, like, turns out applesauce, you just take some apples cut them into chunks and put them in a crock pot with some water and some sugar and then they just turns into applesauce and that's a thing that can be canned in a water bath so we got I guess I sort of think of applesauce as a as a food of either first or last resort uh first in the sense of if you're like a baby right uh last if if you like are all your teeth are gone Huh. And you can't, get, you can't get somebody to chew up a bite of a hamburger for you and regurgitate it into your mouth. I don't think I would eat exclusively applesauce, but come on. Yeah. Do you think that would keep the doctor away or just, like, replace the normal kind of doctor with a diabetes specialist? Uh, and applesauce a day keeps the sauced doctor away. Mm. So only drunken doctors. You don't want a drunken sawbones. Yeah. Saw- sozzled sawbones. You uh squiffy sawbones you don't want a uh, you don't want a muddled medic what's a word for drunk that starts with m mm. Mam- mammered yeah matter matter transmogrified okay muffled uh, Ma- most mostly intoxicated yeah a, a drunk doctor i think i can deal with for alliteration there it's pretty simple a uh, a pissed proctologist right a sozzled surgeon hmm um. Yeah, I, um, that's it. That's it. Gotcha. L- lists of things day. Ah, uh, man, I I used up a lot of brain uh, today working on the word realms, and uh, I am sort of tired. Uh, just just from that. Hmm. Got plenty of sleep, you know. I didn't. Uh, I only I only had one. I I, I had one of those nights where uh, on on Friday I went out. Uh, to a place where a place where I, I have a tendency to overdrink, so I was like being, you know, not crazy careful, but pretty careful, right. and just had one of those nights where five beers, which is you know five sixteen ounce beers, which is not an amount of beer that is a that is a totally foreign thing to to a man of my tastes and talents, sure. uh, and was just like I, I skipped past the like embarrassing myself portion of it and just straight into the like oh god 
why did I do this to myself? I feel horrible huh. portion. And I don't, I don't understand. You know, I was, I was eating uh, with it, and uh, yeah, none of, the, none of the typical warning signs of uh, a night that's about to go off the goddamn rails. But it did, and then I just decided not to drink on Saturday, and it was helped along by the fact that we went to a party, which we were told was a no-alcohol party. We got there, and there's a guy with a tall boy of Tecate, which there were two things that happened to me then. One was, what the fuck? Wes, you told me this was a no-alcohol party. And the second one was, ooh, Tecate comes in tall boys? <laughs> so why was it a no-alcohol party? Was there an, an alcoholic in residence? Or? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, was a, it was a party at which I knew no one except, uh, except Wes and Rachel. And, I mean, my girlfriend, who I took with me. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a party at a guy's house who had a pretty sizable in-game arcade, uh, who was in, in the, like, sort of... Uh, local society of, of pinball machine and arcade game collectors that we're uh, trying to cozy up with to get this convention thing off the off the ground. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, it was just an arcade party. It went all out. Uh, the guy the guy catered it. it you know, had like 20 people come over, but got a, a really large amount of food uh, to provide to those 20 people. Sent a lot of people home with a lot of delicious barbecue. Uh and also put up $60 in prize money for a Robotron tournament, which, despite the fact that I started the evening very, very bad at Robotron, I ended up uh, coming in second and winning $20. All right. Yeah. And I put that $20 as a down payment on a Robotron cabinet because, uh, turns out, if you don't have to pay for games of Robotron, uh, and you play it like 20 times in a row, you actually can get okay at it. Now, which one is Robotron? I'll look up a picture. Robotron is uh, it's like twenty eight Robotron twenty eighty four. I think it came out in nineteen eighty four. It's uh, single screen. Uh, it is, I think, the first, or at the very least, the first that I am aware of. Uh, like a twin stick, where the left stick moves you and the right stick is an omnidirectional shoot uh-huh. control. Uh, and there's just a tremendous amount of stuff going on on the screen, and it is very twitchy. Uh, and there are just robots, and then there are there are people walking around that you got to pick up for points. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, so I managed to go from like, like basically not being able to survive more than a couple of levels to getting you know ten waves in and ending up with like a hundred thousand points. The guy in first place had like eight hundred and fifty thousand points. Hmm. So they they were there were some serious there were some serious dudes there, uh, but most of them elected not to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Wes just told me it's a no alcohol party, so I don't know. I, I, I didn't I didn't ask. I mean I figure you don't, right? Yeah. You wouldn't say like, oh so what, is there some like alcoholic there who's gonna be offended or Yeah. Or? You know, uh, our buddy Sora we went to we went last time we were in San Francisco we, we stopped and got some burritos and then we were like, well, let's just go back to your place and eat these and then he was like, Oh fuck, did you guys order burritos with meat in them because my roommate doesn't allow meat in the house? Whoa. And I was just like you know what? Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings happening at the same time. <laughs> you know, one is that like I like to be able to make the rules in my house, right? I guess, uh, uh, but it was a shared place, right? I mean, it was a it was a place where four people rented rooms, and he, he, this was the guy whose name was on the lease or whatever. Um, and I, you know, I don't know. Do I get to ignore crazy rules in other people's homes? I guess I don't. Right. 
you know like this guy was like no shoes in the in no shoes in the arcade no food drink or shoes in the arcade I'm like yeah okay yeah generally in my house people take off their shoes in the entryway you know, oh I don't like I'm sorry was I was I like an asshole for not doing that when I stayed with you or did I do that when I stayed I think with you? you did I think when we first put in the new floors it was like the nicest and most expensive thing we had ever owned were, were those floors so we asked everybody to take shoes off when they came in and like in a environment where there's weather that tends to be a pretty common thing so nowadays we don't insist that people do but they still tend to yeah, I mean, I guess I think when I think of places back east, I think of places with uh, just a spot where there are a lot of shoes uh, right yeah. by the front of the door. And when you right have a the front door, because there's mud, you know, I guess. I guess there's mud. When you have a party, you end up with that just room full of shoes that everyone has to go search through while standing in their socks in a puddle of water. Yeah, boy, I don't like that aspect of it. Yeah, no, nobody likes a wet sock. I don't think even on the internet you could find someone getting a boner because their sock got wet. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe see somebody getting a boner because somebody else, like a Japanese lady's sock got wet. Ooh, so like a wet sock contest? Ooh, yeah. Mm. If somebody just shows up in those Vibram five fingers and sweeps it. Yeah, and then that one would of the be like turns to the other and says, the rules have changed. That'd be like the foot equivalent of skin tight spandex. Yeah, it would be. Get like a like a camel toe, except it's five of them. Yeah, like a like a people toe almost. You know, one thing that I've never been able to understand even a little bit is a foot fetish. Yeah, no. I mean, if that's I your mean, thing, that's your thing. Um, you can't argue somebody into or out of a boner, but eh, I yeah, know. I just I just don't get it. I don't get where that could come from because it, it's there's. You know, a, a fetish for, like, somebody dressed a certain way is pretty easy to trace back, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a gold bikini fetish could be traced back in a lot of men uh, of our generation to, you know, maybe seeing, seeing that, uh, that, that Princess Leia in that film. Oh, yeah, that was Dune. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and, yeah, but, man... And, and I don't know, even, even maybe, like, being humiliated or whatever... Well, there's could, the like the power interchange makes sense. Yeah, being being restrained that at least provokes a, a reaction, right? And I could see how if somebody was, I I could see how like you know you could get a boner, you could have a fetish about like if you were just a little bit afraid of heights, you could maybe want to fuck somebody on top of a building or whatever, right? You know, uh, but yeah, the the foot thing I just don't. It seems like a different category. It's like the canonical fetish that you talk about if you're talking about a fetish. Right. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Boy, buddy. Anyway, this arcade party was pretty fun. There wasn't an arcade fire? Uh, no, there wasn't, uh, luckily. But yeah, we talked, to, we talked to some dudes, some dudes that are enthusiastic about bringing some games to a convention, if we put it on. So that's a thing that's that's edging closer to becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I took the first steps towards getting the little sub corporation set up to run it, and uh, 
we decided to commit to space that we found, but then we got these contracts back from them, and it seems like the reason that the space at the State Fair is so cheap is because there is a tremendous amount of nickeling and diming that goes on uh, uh, when, you, when you go to put on an event there. And it, it seems as though if you want to have, if you want to use space at the State Fairgrounds for your event, you have to use Ticketmaster if you want to sell tickets in advance which I don't think that I'm okay with hmm. like the, the just the extent to which like it ends up costing the end user more and paying you less is is a is a thing right I mean it, it's just it's suddenly like it changes the math on something that already has very, very unpredictable and, and uncertain margins. Right. Uh, and also, I mean, I kind of don't... I don't know. I don't know if I really have, like... If you had asked me, do you have strong opinions about Ticketmaster? I would have said yes, but then I don't know that I would have been able to tell you what they are. Huh. You know? It's like, I would, I would rather there not be any middlemen anywhere... Right. I guess, but you know, I don't remember. I don't remember how I felt about. You know, I remember there being some like Ticketmaster outrage among. You know, I don't know some bands, some truly outrageous bands. Yeah, Pearl Jam wasn't into them. They were truly outraged. Yeah, I don't think Jem uh, or the Misfits enjoyed Ticketmaster. Yeah, a lot of it, there's a lot of frustrating things in that uh, in that contract that we need to ask for clarification on. Luckily, our contact person is uh, Stephen King. Oh, good. So I figure if we can actually if we actually end up in a business relationship in the long term with these people, it's it's kind of rounding out our pantheon. We have Ronald McDonald who makes our glassware. <laughs> now we'll have Stephen King orchestrating our space at the fair. Who else? Who's the third? Who's the third uh, that walk into that particular bar? Say Ronald McDonald, Stephen King, and uh, Walter Mondale. Okay. So. Is Walter Mondale still alive? Yeah, probably. He's walking into bars. Okay. And the, at the very least, his skeleton is still being wheeled around on press tours of bars. Yeah, and uh, he they always order him a beer and a mop. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I played... Uh, this, guy's, this guy's arcade collection, uh, it... it yeah, d- demoed a little older uh, than uh, than I'd like. I think uh-huh. there were very few there were very few post say eighty five games in it. I uh, I can't get too excited about Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, I would play a few brief rounds of Donkey Kong. I feel like yeah, I wouldn't so would own. I. It's not a box. I would feel like I needed to own. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I did. I, I did uh, gain an appreciation for Robotron. Robo Robotron Robotron Robotron. Yeah, he didn't have Tron. I would have played the shit out of some Tron. Yeah, I've always enjoyed Tron, even as my experiences with it are always brief. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like we went to that uh, the barcade thing in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but there was a big line at the Tron game, so you know you put your quarter in and. You know, maybe I do have six more quarters that I want to spend on this, but the people who are lining up behind me don't want me to. I never went when it was very busy. Uh, we Didn't went on a weekday, and it was pretty huge. Uh, 
I, it seems like I've been there twice, and it was definitely daylight both times. Hmm. So, you, you maybe had that during the day bar crowd. Right. Charles Bukowski types. Just the bar flies? Yep. Uh, then I don't think anything else happened. It's been a while since we did one of these, though. Yeah, we... Uh we did the one with MC Front a lot, and we did another pre-recorded. So it's been a couple of weeks since we did one live. Yeah. What'd you do the previous weekend? Anything interesting? What con weekend? Yeah. No, the like this wasn't this this most recent weekend was two weekends after con, right? I guess so. Now I'm gonna have to think. Uh, apparently not. I went. I went and saw Looper. How was that? Now I'm curious. About uh, I I really liked it a lot. Um, no one believes me. Everybody is everybody is very dubious. I, I don't, it, you know, it's one of those things where everybody else seemed to see the trailer and think, wow, that looks really stupid. And I saw the trailer and I thought, I'm going to see that. And then I did, and it was really good. Yeah, I've heard that. That, like, uh, surprisingly, Looper was good. I wasn't expecting anything based on that trailer. And I thought the trailer was great. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I maybe, maybe a lot of people had Kevin's reaction, which was a... A sort of a guffawing rejection of the basic premise that you would ever have to send people back in time to kill them, huh. and I, you know, when you really start thinking about it, and uh, you know, well, sorry, when you really start reading people talking about it on the internet, it's like, well, why didn't they put the time machine up really high, you know, and uh-huh. then just save the tr- like, not make it so somebody had to shoot them. I mean, I guess then though you might you might get somebody like sending word back. Build a tower here. Right. Just uh, yeah, I, you know, that kind of nitpicking doesn't really hold a lot of water with me. Like, yep. Start like give the film its basic premise, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I I don't know if I feel there are any movies that were doomed from the start due to just a fundamentally flawed premise. Because I mean, there's. You, you sort of have to start from a position of suspension of disbelief, right? Right. Because, I mean, this is a... Like, these aren't even... The, that stuff that you watched was actually just light shown on a wall, dude. Yeah, you can't just sit there like, well, clearly these are just actors. Yeah. <laughs> yes, clearly. we got to get off the ground somehow. Yeah, we were watching uh, Cabin in the Woods again this yeah. uh, yesterday, and I was thinking about that. Like, well, how come they didn't just blow the tunnel as soon as the guys got in there? How come they were having this kind of last-minute scramble? And it's like, well, you can explain that away pretty easily. Like, the word just didn't get down there. They were having a shitty week, whatever. But then, like, why is there an emergent, like, a system purge button for the girl to push? Like, well, the answer is there probably wouldn't be. And mm-hmm. there probably shouldn't be, but it's it makes everything so cool that I'm just like, well, why why don't we just go along with it? Why don't we just have fun? You what know? was that? Was that the one that opened all the cages at once? Yeah, that pulls everything down to the lobby or wherever she was. Yeah, that does seem like a system that you wouldn't build. Yeah, it's like so. This is the thing we push if we want like a thousand different horrible dead creatures to come at at us all at once. Mm-hmm. But you know, like to me, that doesn't really lessen my enjoyment of the movie any. It's just, 
this is a this is a part of the machine that has to exist for this movie to do what it wants to do. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a Philip Seymour Hoffman jacking off on a wall. Yeah, that that part of that movie didn't need to exist for the movie to do what it wanted to do. If what it wanted to do is like piss me off and disgust me, then sure. Oh, we watched Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh, had you, you hadn't we, seen that? Yeah, since we last spoke. I so that was one I that I that was one that I went to and saw in the theater and left uh, feeling feeling uh, soundly entertained. Uh, I was kind of entertained, I guess. I thought Mirror Mirror was better. I did not see Mirror Mirror. It was a little livelier, like it was a little bit silly, but it was at least kind of lively. This was, I don't know, Snow White and the Huntsman had that. In between the kind of cool visuals, there's just the bl- kind of bland, dark fantasy, like dreary fantasy world thing that you get when you try to make a fantasy world real. Uh, you know, I'm okay with a like, dreary fantasy world. Gritty, I mean, I, you know, grim and gritty fantasy is kind of a generic genre that we have now. And we're like, oh, this is wow. The acid just kicked in. All the plants and trees are doing crazy shit and there's the thing from Princess Mononoke and holy shit now it's Lord of the Rings and uh, like it was a, it was perfectly acceptable all throughout except Kristen Stewart was just fucking terrible as she always is uh, you know I didn't I didn't think that she was terrible I I didn't think that she really brought anything to it you know but I don't I don't think she damaged the film her face doesn't move like people's faces should yeah, I mean, she's got that know. sort of blank. Eh, she's pretty. You she know. she always looks like she's about to throw up. To the all the way to the like, kind of rocking back and forth and uh, like kind of shoulders coming up a little bit. Like she's just any minute she's just gonna throw up, and that was all the way through. Like you just got crowned queen and you won everything. Your like happy victorious face is like about to vomit. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I love me a Bob Hoskins. He was up in there. That was good. Yeah, he was. I liked all. uh, I liked all the dwarfs. Yeah, they didn't give Thor a whole bunch to do, though. Did they not? No. Except not shower ever. I uh, I like that they did not resolve the romantic subplot. Sure. I that actually made me pretty happy that it didn't. That 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 they just were like content to let that sit without a culmination and leave it uncertain right um you know not that it not that it was all that great as a result of that but you know i I like i like it when a movie does not just tie everything up in a bow you know i would bet if i had seen it in the theater i would have had a better opinion of it you think something about seeing a movie in a theater just like the joy of being out at a theater eating some popcorn and sitting in the dark with my lady friend yeah. Just the whole experience of it puts me in a more favorable mindset. As opposed to like, well, I went out and I got this Blu-ray, brought it home, and now we're watching it, and eh, it's okay. I could be watching Doctor Who right now instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I almost never watch movies at my house, and I think it is because, I, like, going to a movie theater sort of, like, builds an attention span into me that it wouldn't have if I was surrounded by all my shit. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been reading uh, Neil Stevenson's Reamd. Now, how's that? I've heard mixed reports. I'm I'm enjoying it. Hmm. 
yeah, I, like uh, I'm, I don't, I'm probably a quarter of the way through it, you know. And it's it's a long, uh, long ass book, but it's engaging. I mean, he's, you know, I, I like I like his stuff. I have not really summoned up the courage to start reading a lot of his longer works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but maybe I should. Maybe I should and will. I wish that I could get into the habit that Chris Moyer and Hot Stuff have gotten into of actually just buying ebooks and reading them on their phones. Uh-huh. Cuz I think I would get, you know, if instead of just playing whatever random game while I listen to whatever random podcast while I like smoke a cigar, if I was reading, then I would get a lot more reading done, sure. but I just sort of can't. I I don't know. Like I I have read, you know, a long time ago I read Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass on my phone because I needed to read them for the item of the month that we were doing or whatever. And it was like, oh, I can just do that. Rather than trying to find a copy of them, I can just download them from Project Gutenberg and read them on here. And I did, and it, and, you know, and I don't remember that being terrible. Right. I read The Importance of Being Earnest on my phone. Hmm. Um, you know, and again, I, I got used to it. I'll sit and read a web page. You know, sure. it's not like I it's not like I hate to, to read on the phone. I just don't I don't want to if I want if I want I feel I'm 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 trapped. I'm trapped in my old ways. I want a book. I want the smell of the glue huh. to slowly give me cancer. I want the I want the paper cuts that I get because I'm too clumsy to read a book. Yeah, I get that. And I would rather most of the time I'd rather read an actual book. But the last couple of trips we've taken, I've downloaded a book or two and ended up reading uh, like a thousand page fantasy book on the phone. So it was like 3,000 pages of tiny mm-hmm. thing. And like after a couple of pages, that interface just kind of melts away. Yeah. As I was concerned that it would be like reading a web page, which gives me a really different memory sensation than reading a book but it didn't just like after a while I forgot that I was reading it on anything but a book yeah what fantasy book did you read uh, the, in the name of the wind or oh yeah the name of the wind and then I read the wise man's fear on there too is those that are, a sequel yeah those are so fucking good are they really good yeah incredibly good the, did, were you there when we met him at comic con nope uh, apparently he played KOL for a while and had to quit so that he could keep writing his books. Yeah, that, what, that, was this, that was this year that you guys ran into him. Oh, shit, it was, yeah. Sorry. Which you is were a, too busy being old. Yeah. That is a damn shame. I would have loved to have just said, hey, dude, I like your book and your other book and you should make another book. I uh, I was I had no idea who he was and wasn't familiar with him. I just uh, uh, clackling ran over and started talking to him, and I just sort of overheard their conversation about it. Uh, but I didn't actually speak to him myself or meet him. Okay. You know, he looked like he looked like what you'd expect. Yeah, kind of a bearded fellow, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like if uh, if Peter Jackson had just gotten a little older and a little skinnier instead of a lot skinnier and super fucking creepy looking. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Should I, should I read it? Would you recommend it? Do you think it's a thing that I would like? 
I, you know, I don't, I don't know how you like your fantasy. This one is, um, there aren't, like, orcs and dwarves and shit. Right. It's more everybody's people. There's magic, but it works according to really strict and really fully explained rules. So it's more like there's conservation of energy and conservation of mass, even across their magic. Okay. And just the world building is incredibly, incredibly detailed. I have so not really cool. read much fantasy. Like, just straight, straight-ass fantasy. Yeah, I would say other than that and, uh, like, Terry Pratchett and then the Spellsinger books that I read when I was a kid, yeah. I, I don't usually go for fantasy. I read, I read like, one of the Dragonlance books when I was in high school and was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I read the first of the R.A. Salvatore ones on, on uh, Hot Stuff's recommendation. And, and you know, I, I liked it in the same way that you would like, you know, it was just kind of like porn, not in that I masturbated to it. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, on, and on it. Um uh, you know what I did like was uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Did you read that? I keep starting it. And I, yeah. and I enjoy it, but I just inevitably stop. It's thick. It took. It's one of those things like Catch-22 where I read multiple other books while I was reading it. Yeah. You know, started and finished multiple other books. I mean, I guess The Dark Tower is fantasy, but it's... Yeah, I think I would probably be more likely to read... Jonathan Strange on an um, e-reader. Why is that? Because it's really awkward to hold. And oh, the way that it's it, just so thick. Yeah, and, and the way that it's printed and everything. Yeah. I ended up losing... I think I ended up with three copies of that because I actually lost the book twice while I was reading it and then uh, found both of them. Hmm, but yeah. I never... I still haven't read any Pratchett's. Yeah, one of these uh, days. Except for, well, except for Good Omens, which I just didn't care for, so I think that's what... Maybe grab uh, Nation. Nation is not a Discworld book. Okay. So it is, it's just a standalone, kind of young adult, but yeah, I, I didn't think it was simplistic at all. Okay. But I think that would be a good just intro to writing of his that if you enjoyed that, then you would you should check out some more stuff. And if you didn't, then like... Pratchett's just not for you. No, I definitely yeah. don't like Pratchett. I guess I read uh, His Dark Materials. I guess that's, yeah, that's fantasy. But that's it's, a, I mean, it's sort of in that same Dark Tower camp, right? Where it's like, it's fantasy, but it's in a, in a world that incorporates our world. I mean, does Harry Potter fantasy? Yeah. I think high fantasy is what they're talking about when they're talking about a completely different, you know, like Lord of the Rings style. There's not just an Earth. There's a Middle Earth. Yeah. There's just what's the world? What's the world called in Rothfuss's? It's the middle one. Uh, I don't know. Fart world. There are all kinds of countries and all kinds of different races of dudes, and a mythology and a I don't know, like several conflicting mythologies that people have, and several religions, and I don't know. It just really feels like he went to a different planet and came back with an entire civilization's worth of shit. wonder if he has a big, like, codex. Or if he keeps it all in his brain. If he has a series of codacs with which he photographs pages that he's written. Or a bunch of Kodiaks uh, guarding his, uh, 
manuscript scripts. I don't know. Sure. Mm-hmm. A bunch of bears with details about the world tattooed into their skin. So whenever he has to look something up, he grabs a razor and goes and shaves, <laughs> shaves the right part of the right bear. So then he would have to have a Kodak, a codex listing each bear and what's written on which quadrant. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a Kodiak codex. A Kodiak code codex. A Kodiak. Maybe he just has some co- codex uh, tampons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we both go the same direction at the same time? Yep. Good. Good. Oh, boy. Um, we have a ton of questions. We could uh, we could uh, do the break early and do a long question segment. We could do some questions and then a break and then some questions. We could do uh, we could do whatever the fuck you felt like doing. Well, or if, think, you had, if you had anything else to talk about, we could do that, too. I think if we're going to piss off Clyde as much as we want to, we should probably get to the questions before the break. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're trying to do is piss off Clyde. I didn't uh, I didn't get to talk to Clyde much this year. I ended up next to him and his girlfriend at uh, one of the blackjack tables, so we chatted oh. for a bit. Well, good. Did you? Did, what do they call it that in England? A banana. Good. They call it twenty-one. Mm, okay. Instead of twenty-one. Pi. Uh, do they? Do they? They. What do they call pie gal poker? Well, any foreign words that are incorporated into British Britishness must be mispronounced, even if it means breaking British English's own pronunciation rules. Pasta. Yeah, pasta and taco. So uh, they probably call it uh, pie-gu. Uh, do they say pasta? I, I've heard that out of Canadians. I've heard pasta and taco. Taco? Wow, that sounds taco. like a joke. No. Are you sure they weren't just that wasn't just short for the thing that uh, in their car that tells them how many RPMs the boot of their lorry is? Blimey, I gotta check the taco. Yeah, might because I'm Australian and yeah, when they're trying to outrun a crocodile. Crikey, look at that taco! Uh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, nachos and tacos, and like that's the only point at which that flat A comes out is just because it's the exact wrong A to use in that word. Yeah, you think? No, nowhere else? I don't think so. I mean, you get, like, banana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that would be... Ba- eh, bah. Banana. Like, we say banana. Yeah. I sometimes say banana. <laughs> banana. So, what, like, a, a, a banana taco? Yeah. Can you get me a banana taco? Because that would be weird. Yeah. What would the what would the um? I don't know if the if the shell was like a maybe a sopapilla. Hmm. Well, you put some caramel instead of cream uh, cream cheese. You know, yeah. like you normally put cream cheese on yeah, a taco. Let me a, a Philly a Philly style taco. Mm. Yeah, that would be cheese whiz. Wit whiz whiz wit. I was going to say wit whiz, whiz, but wit. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiz wit, uh, which you, they would I think say wise white. Yeah. Possibly wheeze wheat. Wise wise what? Uh, I think wheeze wheat is when you have to pee eight times in France. Oh, wait, wait. No, wait, wheat is wheat French for eight? <laughs> I don't know. I wish that I did. Yeah. I'm going to go look at this thread. I learned how to count uh, in French uh, right before I went to Paris, and I don't remember any of it. 
So you learn just the numbers and no nouns. So you could just say like, I'll take three of and just point to whatever you want. Yeah. You want to make sure that you get three, and you can't hold up. No, I, look, I like. I had. Uh, I, I had uh, hot stuff. Just give me like a primer in like asking to go to an address and ordering a beer or food and saying I don't speak any French. Just like that. Yeah. The, the sorts of things that you were likely to need just to get along. I you know and it, like to to prove that you're trying, which I think is the difference between if they decide to treat you badly and if they decide to treat you okay. Right. Uh, I eat food. Wrote. Guess I'll start it up so everybody can start piling the questions in here. There was totally a there was totally a thread from before, but I realized that nobody ever sees the notes that I leave to myself in threads uh, midway in post midway through threads. Right. Uh, but somebody somebody pulled a Elfrey and I think pulled all those in here for us. Uh, zombie hunter question. Uh, everybody has a character they think should have gone into the path. As there are literally, I checked a billion zombie hunter slash killers. My one hope was uh, for a good Bruce. Don't call me Ash Campbell character, and you delivered. Wife was a little let down by the lack of Woody Harrelson. Since Tallahassee from Zombieland, but you did add faith when uh, what was on your first list of slayers and killers? Which ones made it to the top fifty that you had to leave out? I think Riff like ran out of ideas, didn't he? Yeah. Although no, he said he wasn't able to fit everyone he wanted to in when I asked him about Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. So there were at least one or two, and one of them was one of the guys. I thought it was. I thought the inclusion of the guy from Half Life Two was a little weird. Yeah, uh, I just don't feel like that's a like. I would have almost. I mean, I guess it, the the people from Left for Dead are are not would not have triggered the. I think I would have stuck to movies and not video games because that does make a lot of sense. I guess I don't think of Half Life Two as a zombie thing, right? But I, I would have. And I talked to him about turning that into Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead, but he didn't go for it. And you know, yeah. it was his it was his vision. I don't want to mess. Did he also have the Did he also have the priest from The Exorcist in there? No, he just had the priest. I think from, I was reading that priest as the priest from The Exorcist when I when I went to draw it. Have you not seen Dead Alive or or Brain Damage or whatever they call it? Uh, you know. I did uh, see Dead Alive on a Halloween in my freshman year of college. The RA rented Dead Alive to play for us. Uh-huh. I saw parts of it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think. There were some others in there that I didn't uh, didn't recognize. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Kodrick says in a recent podcast you mentioned that random name generators which cannot produce Bobcat Goldthwait as a name are crap does that mean that all the randomly named things KOL can produce Bobcat Goldthwait as a name like hobos fire minions uh, yeti names demon names I'd love to summon him Uh, all of those things uh, except yeti names can produce Bobcat Goldthwait Hmm. um the your ship your ship in uh, space trip can be called the Bob Goldthwait. Nice. Uh, so sometimes uh, the sometimes I have to elide cat uh, for it to to make uh, sense. Where's the traveling trader? I miss him. We do too, buddy. You know, we just we keep waiting for Inspirado, and it turns out we're just recording the song from the ice cream truck. Uh, the next two are really more Thursday questions, but whatever, I'll forget to ask them by then. How do you guys keep track of what monsters and items people have access to? Do you have tools for scanning everyone's fax machines and photocopies or a list of what monsters have been fought in the last two weeks or what? Seems like collating this information could potentially be a nightmare with the sheer number of accounts, monsters, and items available in the game. 
Well, um, and as far as the faxes and stuff go, we rely on the people who run those things reporting. Like, well, no, we, didn't we, we? We checked the Faxbot network report from from those dudes. Uh, well, but I have we have an internal report that tells us you what have, all those things are. You have your ways. Yeah, um, I don't. That might be one of those things that I only made the link to it show up for me or something. Right. Uh, just on the default security in the in the in our GM tools. But yeah, there, I, I can just look at a list and see. Uh, although it's not presented very well, it's mostly like I just load that thing up and then I forward search for it. Right. Because it was initially made to like, oh, I wonder what people have in there. Like, and so it's like sort of sorted by how many of them there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't really mean anything in a in a post fax machine. Uh, last question: How much time do you spend using tools to script the game versus actual hard coding? Which do you prefer? It, it varies a lot. It, it has definitely moved more over time towards tools uh, instead of instead of writing code for stuff. Although a lot of what you know, we don't have to touch any scripts on the server to like make a new combat item, but we are still writing PHP code. It's just sitting in a in a database field. Hmm. Um, because that's easier than developing our own scripting language for it because it's not like a thing that we're going to ever have to port to some other like it's just it is it is so unlikely that we would ever need to or that it would be worth it to spend the time to port KOL to anything else for like the word rooms MMO I've already already written scripting languages for stuff um, and I would like for all of the content development in that to be done using the actual tools rather than editing the scripts and stuff. Right. Uh, it's it's gotten a lot easier. You know, the the like I made like basically I think like the the fire event I didn't have to write any code for that. Like that was all done in the tools. Um, Mel McLarge huge uh, didn't didn't require any scripts to be edited, I don't think. Uh, well, you know, it did. The character pane had to be adjusted to display the um, uh, the extreme meter and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's always it's better to do it using tools, right? But we invariably decide that we want to do stuff that isn't supported, and that's how the game gets all the features that it has. Yeah, they tend to evolve. There are, there are way more drop-down boxes and radio buttons than there used to be in, in all of the things that I see. Yeah, and you know, if we want a specific monster, it, I've been better in the last, like, say, three or four years. If we say, oh, it, you know, this monster should, like, be such that you can't use combat items against it, rather than hard coding that, I will hard code the ability to put that on any monster and then just store that in, like, a list of properties on the monster. Uh, that we can put something. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that we can do to make monsters behave in weird and interesting ways without touching the code, which is nice. Dars says, near the end of the October 4th show, was there a helium leak in your studio? Man, I have no idea what the fuck happened with that audio. Um, I might... I, it seems like maybe I bumped something that changed the speed at which it was recording mine and Riff's end. Uh, like 10 minutes before the end of it uh, because we recorded our side and Hot Stuff recorded his side for the exact same amount of time but his ended up 30 seconds longer than ours and 
it just got slowly out of sync in the last 10 minutes and Riff and I got higher and higher pitched. And I have no fucking idea how that happened. I normally on a on a Thursday, I will wake up and I will spend maybe a half an hour editing podcasts, uh, get them ready for the radio people to broadcast them on Thursday night, and then I'll go to work. And I got up especially early on that Thursday. I was like at my computer at like eight, and I wasn't done editing the fucking things until noon, huh. uh, just because of how fucking weird it was. And the fact that I couldn't really edit either of them because I, I had cut some stuff out of the KOL podcast to edit into Video Games Hot Dog, and so I had to get the first one right, which was all screwy before I could do the second one. And man, it's crazy shit. Crazy shit. I don't know. I mean, we've recorded some stuff since then that's fine, so I, I just, I guess, need to be careful that I don't do, do something. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then uh, Elfrian, uh, thank you, Elfrian, for pulling in the last questions thread worth stuff. Uh, let's see. Jokai, right? Is it possible to stop the inventory section resetting every time you closet something? Uh, weird. I didn't know that that happened. Uh, also, a thought on bringing in new players. First three runs, you go casual, but get a plus 10 astral item like a Mr. A equivalent. Uh, you get this for your first three runs and get to soft perma skill, but you're ineligible for any boards. I've been here for a couple of years, and it wouldn't piss me off if new accounts did this, so long as new accounts were barred from the mall until, like, their 10th ascension. This could just be... Huh. I mean... Not your first one. I don't. I don't think that you need to get hammered with what the game is like for somebody who's been around for a year the first time you play through it. And I mean, you already get an astral item that makes you fucking crazy powerful compared to how you are without any astral items the first time you ascend. And I think that that's fine. Uh, Stetherell says, one, can you add more sorting options to the monster manual besides alphabetical? Specifically, sorting monsters by phylum, zone, and stats would be appreciated. Zone, I don't think that we know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, Chris Moyer is in, like, total crunch mode to get another... to get last week's uh, new beta build of Word Realms out. Uh, which we're really hoping for this week at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two, you've mentioned uh, you listen to a few video game developers' podcasts. Uh, can you share which you listen to and which you find most influential on KOL's design and which is your personal favorite? Um, there are actually comparatively few like design-focused podcasts. But the video game podcasts that I listen to are uh, Idle Thumbs, which is probably my favorite, uh, Giant Bombcast, and Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, but Giant Bombcast is a lot more of a review show, and Watch Out for Fireballs is a lot more of like a like a game club kind of thing where they just pick a game and then talk about it a lot right. on every show. You know, podcasts from bigger developers are always just so full of like PR bullshit and zero information. Mm. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. David LP says almost every time I do the hedge maze puzzle, puzzle it starts out looking like some sort of swastika are you guys secretly Nazis simply using this game as a front to discriminate di- to distribute subliminal propaganda discriminate hmm. where did that even come from if so how much will you pay me to keep quiet um, 30 Deutschmarks comrade no see every time you do the hedge maze puzzle it looks like a vagina right because vaginas course. kind of look like swastikas and then when you solve it, it looks like a penis. Yeah. You know, because when things are orderly and good, it's a penis. When things are messy and Nazi, it's a, it's a vagina. Hmm. That explains a lot. 
Uh, how about a crossbow equivalent, says Agavarunar, of the sword and staff of chat-related irritation? It could randomly insert acronyms into their sentences. I don't think that we want to do that. <laughs> randomly inserting acronyms? Yeah. IBM. How's it going, IBM guys? What? None of us work for IBM. Scuba radar dudes? Uh... Connell says, do you guys ever get anything interesting in the mail from KOLers? Yeah. Uh, Arundel sent me some syrup and a really, really nice card uh, once. We get all kinds of stuff. Uh, last year I got a... Uh, last year and the year before I got a ton of Christmas ornaments. Started the tradition of uh, making a little Christmas tree with all the player sent ornaments from that year and then posting a picture of it on Christmas. Hooray! Caruso. Somebody sent a tree topper that was... A stick figure sword and martini guy with interchangeable heads made of Fimo that were all of the heads of my different avatars. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, we get all kinds of stuff. People are super nice. Yeah. Somebody who was uh, somebody who was uh, partially inspired by uh, me talking on the radio about how you should shut up and make stuff uh, to to make a board game got a, and got a board game uh, kickstarted and and uh, a real thing in a box and he sent me a copy of his board game the other day. That's amazing. And a nice note. Yep. Uh, somebody once sent me a wooden lightsaber that they made in shop class. And we got a whole we got a whole cabinet full of cool shit that people sent us. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I eat food, says. I'm in hardcore zombie and wielding the bare arms because I can. Get to the frat hippie war and I can't have the right one equipped for outfit reasons, so I toss it to my disembodied hand. Says it's not equipable in hardcore. Bug? Yes. But I don't know... I mean, like, that's unanticipated, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess that should probably work. Uh, Betty Lou Who says, Antique 8-bit mags now cost over 750k each, and they are a must-pull for almost every softcore speedrun. I have a stockpile that will last me a good while, but I'm worried that a lot of people will be too discouraged by the cost of that one pull to give softcore speed a try, especially newer players. I think that that is a tiny, tiny fraction of the barrier to entry for a newer player to softcore speed. Um, and this is another one of those things where, like, this is not yet a problem, but it might be. What are you going to do about it? And I'm just going to continue to wait until it's actually a problem before I try to solve it. Sure. And you're going to wait until you check out the hook before your DJ revolves it. Yeah. Uh, the Dog Delusion says, Hey, dudes, out of curiosity, what do you think about adding shelves to mall stores? Not a huge number of them, but having the option to put some choice items on the upper shelf and everything else on the lower shelves would be neat. Yeah, I do like that idea. Um, yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's a feature that we would add with a with an overall mall store interface revamp interface. Hmm. Mr. Scullet, I'm tired and I can't talk. I need to get in touch with my interface. Mm-hmm. You just you're so terrible at holding your head straight up and stuffing a bunch of roses stem first down your throat. No, I'm pretty good at that. No. Okay. I can't keep my stomach full of water, so oh, that, the roses that's keep how- dying. That seems like a fairly serious problem for a, a person, you know. Like that's that's just like a thing that you can kind of just do. No, yeah, like water though. But it's not like a skill. I oh, I've been practicing. You, you only drink milk. Right. What? Uh, I want to I want to get myself a, a cuppa as the as the as the Brits call it. A cup of what? A cup of tea. tea. I have a tar tar. All right, uh, we we got like sixteen minutes of uh, chilling out, so we'll be back at the end of those sixteen minutes. 
And we're back. Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Did you get yourself some tea, Earl Grey hot? Uh, not Earl Grey hot. I just I got some uh, some Bigelow mint medley. Hmm. I don't know why I went with the uh, the whole premise was that I was tired and I went with the no uh, no caffeine tea. Well, what just to make sure me? that you can get right into bed after the show at at eight o'clock. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, those uh, Bigelow teas, especially if they're in a big display. Like all the little boxes opened, uh, it just reminds me of church. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Church and Christian camp, because it seems like every place that a bunch of Christians gather together has to have one of those things, and then the big, like whatever hot uh, cooler thing, full of water, so that you can yeah, make some tea. Fuck, what do they? What do they call those things? I mean, a uh, samovar maybe. Sam- Do, uh, uh, ewer? Samouflage. Uh, a big tank full of hot water and then. Like an urn, an urn yeah. of coffee. And there was always a, a tank full of coffee too, but when I was 10 years old, it was always like, oh, dude, I'm going to try this tea because it says it's apple cinnamon. And then I would make the tea and then I would drink this kind of bitter stick water and uh, think about how bitter stick water is a cool name for a private investigator. Oh, man, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I like I I like tea as an adult in a way that I very much never did as a kid. Right. I never really got on the iced tea tip. I can do um, like in the summer. I'll do a pitcher or two of sweet tea before I lose interest. Uh huh. Usually with a a healthy dollop of lemon up in there. Is it's a study in contrasts? It's a it's a journey with the tea. You you brew it hot. And then you put sugar in it to make it sweet, and then you put ice in it to make it cold, and you put lemon in it so it's not as sweet. Okay. Yeah. And then you uh, you fill it full of chalk dust to make it bitter. And no, you fill it with your heart to make it bitter, mm, and then you like okay. it because it is bitter and because it is your heart. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I uh, was eligible for an upgrade when the iPhone five came out, so I got myself one of them iPhone fives. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, it was mine was of the the generation just prior to when they added Siri to it, and I never thought that that was a a thing that I would care about. Um, right. But I have learned. I, I, I as I was talking to some people about it, and, and Chris uh, Moyer told me he had this trick that he uses. Uh, I can now just pick my phone up instead of going through and figuring out where to go to set a timer. I can just grab my phone, hold it up to my ear, and say, "Computer, set a timer for sixteen minutes." And Siri says, okay, 16 minutes and counting. Huh. And that's pretty fucking cool. Hmm. That is pretty cool. Do you uh, use it for anything other than setting timers? I have not yet. I haven't, because that works really reliably. Right. Uh, I haven't bothered to let the machine train me how to use it to do anything else. I do, I am, I am, I find appeal in the like location aware reminder things that it can supposedly do like yeah. computer remind me when I get home to floss hmm. right and then theoretically it will make a thing that will pop up it will make my phone vibrate at me when I get home and it says floss oh that's crazy um, does that make you a little uncomfortable no not really I mean it, like the phone knows where home is because, like, you know, if I want to search for something on maps or whatever, that's where I want it to to be if I'm there. Right. 
Actually, that's a good question. I don't know that I ever did tell my phone where home was. Huh. Hmm. Maybe it just figures yeah. that it, that's the place you hang out the most. Yeah, I mean, I get that, like, it's easy for the data vortices of the world to say, like, your phone is primarily a tracking device. It just happens to also give you ubiquitous internet access and, you know, the ability to talk to almost anyone on Earth instantly at no cost. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think he actually feels that way about phones. But, uh... No, you know, I mean, I like... It's one of those things where there are certain aspects of my life where I believe that privacy would be good. But, like, by and large, I don't have anything to hide, and so I will trade some lack of privacy for the convenience that the technologies that cash in on that lack of privacy enable. Right. I tend to go by the I am not interesting thing, like... If somebody is really interested in what I'm doing, then that's just weird. Like, I, I, I would bet my anonymity remains even though I let my cell phone track me because nobody gives a shit. Right. I mean, I'm not going to use Foursquare, right? Like, yeah. I'm not going to... Well, I'm no, not I'm not going, going to, to tell the world that, Yeah, broadcasting to the public, I'm not at my house right now. Yeah. But I also recognize that I could, and it is a virtual certainty that I would not get robbed. Yeah. Right? Because it, it's just, like, yeah, I don't know. Well, now that I've said that out loud, people are going to pay attention and rob me just to prove me wrong. Yeah. You know, the other thing is that the things in, the things in my house that are valuable to me are not the things that a burglar would steal. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't have, I don't have, like, jewelry and stuff. What do they steal? They steal, like, a laptop, I guess. Yeah, you got some electronics, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, if somebody broke into my house and stole, you know, the iPad and my laptop, I would think that the homeowner's insurance would just buy another one. Yeah. And then that would just be that, right? I mean, it would be a pain in the ass, but, like, there's nothing... I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't assign worth to things by how much they cost, right? Like, if somebody broke into your house, they would not be able to steal all the work you've put into making parts of it nice. Right. I mean, you know, unless they just, like, took a... just took a chainsaw (laughs) to every surface. Right. But they're not going to bother to do that, right? It makes a lot of noise. Hmm. You know, they're not going to steal, like, pictures. They're not going to steal that painting that your grandma did. Right. You know? They're going to take my TV and my laptops and yeah I mean they're gonna maybe get some pictures of my kid that I don't have uploaded to the cloud yet yeah and that would suck yeah I should do see but you put it on, you put it on the cloud and that's how they get you anybody can see the cloud they think mm, cloud says that's where that guy keeps his TV right man did I tell you that my mom got uh, uh, there was a there was a trailer that when when my grandma, it was sort of before she died, but when uh, when it got to the point where she couldn't live in her house back in Illinois anymore, mm-hmm. um, we moved all of her stuff out here. Uh, we my, I went on one of the like twelve trips that my dad made back and forth. I don't know why this made sense to him, right? Uh, but he but he just had a truck and a trailer, and uh, the trailer full of 
not like full of like more or less the least valuable of the least valuable and bulkiest of what my grandma had had just been sitting in the side yard of my mom's house for 10 years yeah. uh and we I'd, i had been talking to my mom she said you know I, I was talking about the you know getting to to comic-con and back and it was like a do do we uh do, do I do you maybe want to just take this trailer? So I like you know got the details about the trailer, and when my grandpa was in town recently, he like aired the tires up for her because nice. <laughs> it had just been sitting there on flat tires, and he filled the tires up to see if they would hold air, and it turns out they did. Uh, it turns out that the work truck is too pussy to tow anything. We could have towed that trailer, but only with two hundred pounds of cargo in it before we hit the weight limit. Yeah, on the truck, uh, but somebody just like pulled a truck into my mom's yard and just drove off with the trailer. <sighs> Which I, like what is that you know and I'm sure like she was you know she was like talking about like going to pawn shops and antique stores and trying to figure out you know and I'm like you know I don't think that they I don't think that they were stealing the contents of the trailer like, they I just wanted they were, the trailer they just wanted the trailer um but yeah it sucks man yeah she was she was real upset yeah I don't know what to do I don't know how to make women feel better about things. Do you? You could just have been like, I, I don't understand why you're crying because we don't care about any of this stuff. I mean, that's a... I think we talked about that for a bit. That, like, that's... Our natural response would be to try and make it seem like it's not as bad uh-huh. as they're thinking when in reality what they want is to Oh, be yeah, a, we actually did. We, did, we like, This yeah. happened right before... We recorded the last show, so sorry, listeners. That felt like a rerun. Yeah, we didn't cover that with MC Front a lot because our shows with MC Front a lot tend to go uh, on different. No, no I set think that's where we did. I did think we? That's where we did. Oh, huh, yeah. I thought we did that on the one that we did. Yeah. We did by ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, that was a really long time ago. That we recorded that show like two weeks ago. Right. And it got played one week ago. Anyway, uh, Bricker says one. Are you guys still planning on nerfing Blank Out? I don't. Uh, planning is a strong word. Uh, two. Are you guys going to put a stop to the stupid nuns trick? Granted, it is a factor in challenge paths like Zombie Slayer, but it is still a no path plague that needs eradication. Maybe make the brigands uncopyable if no other solution presents itself. Uh, you don't want to hang out around these guys any more than you have to. They are thieves, after all. Yeah. Every time somebody asks me if I'm going to fix the nuns trick, I have to ask them again what the nuns trick is. And I think it is that they can finish that side quest without unlocking it by puttying or by by faxing in a brigand right um yeah you know maybe maybe that maybe that's a quick fix that can be worked in when i do something else like roll out the level nine revamp that adds a bunch of turns to runs uh, so that it can happen all at once right um which I think that we can probably get the level nine quest you guys are doing you guys are doing baller work on that uh, I think we can get that done in time to roll out when the challenge path rolls over, mm-hmm. which I believe is November fifteenth, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. certainly doable. Yeah, um, I just got to figure this out, man. I'm I'm hitting the road in se- six days, and I need to I need to like consider all of the shit that I have to get done before that and during that trip. Yep. This is one of those things where it's like, well, there's never going to be a time when I can say, this is a good time for me to go on vacation for three weeks. Right. Uh, so I just had to, like, months ago pick a time, and now that it's actually rolled around, it's like, well, fuck, this is a terrible time for me to be doing this. 
Yeah, but it, it is that thing. Like, if you're waiting for things to settle down, you'll just always be waiting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there are good long chunks of this where I'm just going to be working normal days, so it's not like I'm actually going on vacation for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Tainted Food Products says, Oh, also, don't fucking rob my house. Pretend that I didn't just say out loud that I'm going on vacation. You should just have someone regularly check in on Foursquare at your house. Oh, that's a good idea. I could have Siri do it. Siri, just pretend I'm at my house for three weeks. I do refuse to say Siri, I think. Yeah. I Like, I wish that you could get your siri to answer to other names maybe that is maybe that's a secret feature of siri that i just don't know about you don't have to say siri if you just like you can turn it on to where if you just put your phone up to your like if it detects that your phone is at your head Uh because it knows where your head is man it's to tell the snipers where to shoot oh man um but i think like computer would be a good name for siri yeah or you could make uh, it a dude. You know, like a, a Robert. Could you? It's a woman's voice. Yeah. But then also, Balam is at my house a lot of the time, and he would get confused. He'd be like, yeah. Robert, set a timer for 16 minutes. He'd be like, uh, okay. He probably would. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he really is. And I, you know, and I think it'd be, and he wouldn't want to have the awkward conversation about like, what, why are you just ordering me around all the time? You know? Uh, Tainted Food Products says, The quest to open the Moxie Guild requires you to steal your own pants. Great, except that if you happen to not be wearing pants when you encounter the requisite adventure, then you just fail to complete the quest and use up an an adventure. Makes narrative sense, I guess. But if you've just come out of Zombie Slayer Path, you just want to unlock the skill trainer and you aren't paying a lot of attention. And this quest ends up requiring two or three times more turns than it otherwise should. Uh, Neither of the other two guild quests have this sort of weirdness, so what gives? Why can't I just steal my own lack of pants? I would maybe be willing to accept the argument that that shouldn't take a turn... But not that it should let you do it. Right. I would go along with that. WVO Quine says, Why is combat initiative always given as a percentage rather than as a number? Is it because we only see combat initiative modifiers and never see our actual initiative value? Why are there no flat, non-percentage-based initiative modifiers? Uh, well, they're all flat, right? It's just that you... This is, this is a good question. <laughs> um... Your initiative is just a, a D100, right? And when not otherwise specified, monsters have an initiative, a base initiative value of 50%. Okay. And so it is, it is increasing it by a percent because it, because, yeah, I, maybe, it probably doesn't really make sense, honestly. Uh, percent. Mad Zor Panda says, I love PvP, I love the long haul of getting the 10,000 karma items, also the kind of person who likes farming lucre. It's the sweetest candy. Anyway, as I near completion of the eh, hardcore skills, I yearn for a karma sink, something that costs 1,000 or even 10,000 karma. I know in the past you've said you don't like the idea of a player going straight for that goal right off the bat, but perhaps you only notice the stairs to the primary second floor after your 10th ascension. Yeah, no. Enough people are asking for that that it's clearly a thing that we should do. It's also a thing that we intended to do. Also, butts. Uh, the Dog Delusion says, quick question. I missed out on Bees Hate You, and while I know that one day I'll squeeze in a run, I was curious to what you think about the idea of giving people the bonus karma on their first run in a challenge path if it's out of season. I'm sure your answer will be something like, that's not how it's supposed to work, but I figured I'd ask anyways. Uh, you know, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, so like the, the first time you do that karma run? Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. Schleg uh, says, evening, gentlemen. First off, did you know that one of you made it into the secret ending for Yahtzee's last game? 
I think that's uh, just Mr. Skullhead's namesake. Yeah. You know, that never happens to me because my name was original. My first name was original. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, in other news, after the success of the Con 9 shirt, are you planning to do any other glow-in-the-dark t-shirts? My Naga shirt is almost starting to show its age, and I'd love a glowy toothy update to it. Uh, was that ink white enough? Was it white and also glowed in the dark? Hmm. It would be weird to to start making Naga shirts that glow in the dark because we have a tremendous amount of stock of older Naga-shirts. We could say that we could just double the price on the Naga shirts and say, this is our brand new glow-in-the-dark shirt. That's why it's twice as expensive. But if you buy one of these, we'll throw in a regular Naga shirt free. Yeah, oh, okay. But you won't be able to tell the difference between the two. Oh, well, except the regular Naga shirt that we throw in for free will be three sizes larger than well, the Well, no, one you'd be able it. to tell the difference in the dark. Uh, well, okay. I mean, geez. You know, I like it when it's a surprise. I, I remember how excited I was the first time I realized that my Negative Land shirt glowed in the dark. Hmm. Didn't last for very long, though. I don't know. I don't know what the half-life of that ink is, but it's not long. Yeah. Um, I was pretty happy about that. I was. Pretty, I, I felt like we snuck in a pleasant surprise for some people. Uh, what's a good word on this year's calendar? Uh, it has been sent to the printer, has it not? Uh, yes, it has. And is it, uh, like, is it being, are we going to get it soon, you think? Uh, I don't know. It's usually just a two or three week deal. So pretty, pretty quick here. We'll add it to the, it'll be in the store in time for your holiday ordering needs. I, uh, I really like a lot of the art that's in it. Yeah. This time around. And I also really like that one awesome one that didn't make it in, but is probably going to be next year's cover. Right. I don't know, the dude fellow was kind of butthurt about not making it in. And I said, would you like the cover next year? And he said, well, I don't want to take away from somebody else next year. I just feel like maybe uh, mine was better than some of the ones that went in there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It certainly is. Uh, But that's not like a, eh, you know, maybe now I like it less. Finding out about dude bro's attitude. Yeah, I I I was less committed to making him the cover after I offered it, and he was like, well, I... Because he had posted in the thread to say that he didn't understand why he didn't make it, because I had written back to him when he submitted it to say, dude, this is really cool. He said, well, yeah. like... You, but you, you just can't say that. You can't say, like, I feel like mine had a place in there unless you're willing to say which one you think it should replace, and then that's kind of a dick move. Yeah, I mean... What can you do? That's happened a couple of times with the calendar. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, I would would hate to be in the position that you put yourself in with that. I mean, which is why I think you end up doing that. (laughs) It was easier when we had, like, say, 36 good submissions that were all print quality. So -hmm. then we could just have everybody come in and vote. And it was just kind of a by-committee thing. And a lot of good ones went by the wayside and... Yeah, nowadays we'll have maybe one or two that are print quality that don't make it in, and that's that's a little sadder. Yeah. We just need I really hope that Doglord 420s works well in print. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to make sense. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it as a poster or something. Uh, Mini Skulldozer can't be used in Zombie Slayer. Bug, mistake in the wiki, or this thing made of bones isn't undead. I probably just forgot to push 
that. Let me fix that right now. Ah. Yeah. I think. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, where is that? I don't know where that is. I thought uh, I, I definitely added it to the list, and now I can't. Man, why is there, there's multiple scripts? Uh, okay, it's not undead familiars. It's dead familiars. Okay, uh, yeah, that should be fixed. Uh, so now I've made a Reddit account just to say Scully misspelled my name. Oh wait, he didn't. What do I do with it now? You can just use it to filter the front page. That's all I do it with. Do do with what? That's all I do it with. None of those girls. Or you can just set it to only send you to our Gone Wild. Yeah, yeah. Like Zach Braff does. Is that what he does? He regularly posts on Twitter about how he he's browsing Gone Wild and then a bunch of people post pictures that are like, Oh my god, Zach Braff, look at my titties. Yeah, it must be rough. It must be rough to have Zach Braff's life. You know what? It probably is rough to have Zach Braff's life. It's rough to it's rough to be alive as a human on this planet. He's got challenges to deal with. I don't know. I feel like Braff is an illusion and Zach Braff doubly so. Oh, yeah? Mm. He's a lot like time and lunchtime. Right. No, I see where you... I, I get the reference. I didn't get how it connected. Uh, I'm just on some next level shit, dude. It's okay. Mm, okay. Uh, Stanley says, with the advent of karma, have you considered an incentive to get people to go through the gash? There are quite a few people I know who want to see new content, but don't want to lose all the special event skills they've acquired after not ascending for years, and reacquiring them is a significant barrier to enjoying the massive expansion of the game over the past few years. Huh. I, I guess the ones that they got before the used skill book thing, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the game as it stands now, provides plenty of incentive to get people to go through the gash. Uh, Richard Baby 4000 says, on Valentine's Day, can all attacks end with in bed? No. And uh, Electric Bolter says, Jit, can we have a medium initiative boost? 1% per pound is paltry. Many thanks if you can do this. The plan was to put in a base familiar that had a more had more of an initiative boost, and for the, the, uh, the medium to be like a half that in addition to what it did. Um, and then for that to be another base familiar type that things can be. Uh, Sako says, I was discussing karma accrual. What if they could trade instant karma for after core consumption? Uh, let's see. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I really don't know how many people there are with a big surfeit of karma, but there are certainly a handful of people that are really excited about the idea of something to do with it. Um, Lightwolf says, first the sorority house monsters started giving us monster disguise items, and now with Manuel, you've added over 60 disguise drops. Uh, the sorority ones weren't the first ones. There were some Halloween events before that there, there are some things that work like that. Have you thought about adding more places in the world, like the VIP pool and PVPLs, where people can show off their avatars? Clan dungeons, world events, or news zones where that might be relevant? Yeah, absolutely. Like, learning how, like, readily we can do stuff like that in a fairly short amount of time makes me a lot more inclined to want to do more of it. Like, if we did... I don't know that it's worth, like, co completely redoing the Hobopolis nickel instrument thing to make it so you're actually seeing dudes on the stage, but we totally could right? at this point, and I think it would be really awesome. Um, you know, another 
another clan dungeon with something like that in it will definitely work that way. Uh, Rotini Pen says a few mosquito and starfish questions here. You've said you're going to be more. You said you're. Uh, you like to be more generous with HP than MP restores. If the starfish does more damage and restores more MP than the mosquito does HP, would you consider beefing up the lowly mosquito? Uh, also, any thoughts of elemental mosquitoes along the lines of the elemental starfish? An underwater mosquito like a leech? Yeah, those are both good ideas actually. Uh, when, if ever, will we see the long-awaited stench starfish? Will it be the mouth-farting starfish you mentioned in the past? Yeah. No, because me mentioning that is always in the context of me thinking that it is too far to go in this game. Right. Um, yeah, and I totally should just beef up beef up the mosquito. Um, ran the Boris Jarlsberg Pete keys through the door during the level 13 quest today, and boy did the writing for those spirits not fit what's been written recently in challenge paths. I'm sure you'll get to it when you tune up things to level 13. Can't wait to see what you write. Also, can you stop making challenge paths that are wonderfully fun? I think I've forgotten how to play the regular game. Sure! Done. Uh, Giarge says, So, playing around the other day, I realized I had about five intrinsic effects. It was cool. I feel strong. Then I remember the huge number of passives I have. It would be cool if I could see those somewhere other than just the skill list. Perhaps a link to active passives on the character pane or something of the like. Mm-hmm. I could see a, a, a hidden one some in some likely spot. Now a question that isn't just disguised content suggestion. What is the most fun to make and or play with? Passives, combat skills, buffs, or self-buffs? Combat skills are the most fun, uh, I think, on all of those levels. Passives are, you know, passives are very easy to make. And everything is fun to write and theme. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Jick, says Groly, would you consider introducing a new undead fairy once the zombie season is over? I could kind of see myself enjoying the path were it not for the repeated aggravation of fairyless item hunt quests or as enjoyable zombie core pay only. That would be kind of out of character for you guys. What would not be out of character for us is uh, it would be out of character for us to describe playing a game with playing KOL with no fairy type familiars as unenjoyable. Right? Like like saying that fairies are the only thing that make this game tolerable is like not a way to get us to listen to what you have to say because I don't dislike your idea. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and then people saying that some they had fun. Yep, yeah, and blister guy, blister guy stands up for us. Jeez, uh, orangutan says, "Well, the third clan dungeon sorority has to be up for purchase again this month." No, we don't have any plans to do that. For Halloween, says, "Whack, please have a wandering goatsy man." What would he do? Yeah, he would drop a wedding ring. Yeah. How do we get, uh, how do we put a gaping asshole in our game that's not on the chat pane? Ha! <laughs> oh, 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 I was going to say. Um, we replaced our gaping asshole with C.D. Moyer. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Uh, it was, I would not really have characterized him as gaping, <laughs> I guess. He's going to let me dangle. Yep. I figured. Uh, with the advent, says Popov Dupri, of a garden permanently being a part of the campground, and now three options for seeds, would you please consider allowing all past and future seed packets to be purchased, uh, basically creating an extension office for KOL campground farmers? Uh, I'm not asking for a change to utilization. I personally like the one garden at a time. It adds some forethought to path strategy. I don't know. I mean, it, it's not any different than any other item of the month stuff. Like, part of 
what keeps this game going is that people can stock up on items of the month that become valuable and desirable later. And, you know, we have always said that we will not bring back Mr. Store items and we won't bring back Mr. Store items. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing I think I'm ever going to change. Uh, Choo Choo says character name changes I realize this is something that isn't easy and requires messing with lots of tables but is there ever a possibility that it was something you could add to Mr. Store I really don't think so man hmm. get ready for a business plan says Fred Levi so awesome that you're going to have to honor me somehow for coming up with it so the cash currency in the Word Realms MMO is also Mr. Accessories and you get them in the exact same way by donating multiples of $10 now Mr. Accessories won't be tradable within Word Realms but they can be transferred freely between Word Realms and KOL also all KOL ca- accounts become asymmetric accounts that are used for both games when they're where they are tradable that way people who want Mr. A's for nothing in Word Realms will have to play a bunch of KOL and your fears that Word Realms will be so popular that it will kill off KOL will be completely unfounded as this model means the popularity of Word Realms will serve to invigorate KOL since everybody wants those Mr. Grays. I don't... Have I ever expressed a fear that Word Realms would be so popular that it would kill off KOL? No, I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't I don't think that that's... I don't think that that's a thing. I think that there's no reason that people who are especially into KOL couldn't play both of them. And I have a feeling that what happens when Word Realms, with a Word Realms MMO is that the hundreds of thousands of people that used to play KOL and stopped... We'll maybe come back to see what we've done that's new. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. I, I I do need to figure out how to get the account situation. Like, I kind of don't like the idea anymore of forcing people into, like, an asymmetric account. Because I don't like when shit like that changes. I think that what might happen is that there will be, like, a period of several months where if you want to reserve your name in Word Realms and you have an account that was created before I announced that, uh, that you can reserve it if it is your KOL name, you know? Right. Just so that people don't run into that. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, level two, time to hit the forest. You acquire an item, vampire cape. Yes, you must have at least 75 base muscle to equip that item. How fun! Thought less than five players in the game. I still heart you, says the gap in the plot. Man, something's going on with his forum avatar that makes me feel like I'm going blind or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe he doesn't have a forum avatar and I was just imagining it. Now I'm waiting for it to cycle back around. Are the people who built the hidden city, says Lord Coble, different to the people that built the hidden temple? Brits. Different. Uh, the archaeologist notebook says Squirtle Cthulhu is the god of doorknobs, whereas the Manuel entry for Ba Ba Baran says he is the god of doorknobs. I think maybe Rift just made the same joke twice. <laughs> or one of those was yours. Uh, Groly says there were two there were horrible wars between those two sects. Doorknobs are no joking matter. I think that uh, Squirtle truly is the god of the doorknobs that are round, and Baba Baran is the god of the the ones that are more lever shaped. Okay, so modern uh, ones designed for the handicapped to be able to use them. Yeah, there was a god of like the push, like the crash bar, and the push thing you just push into, but that didn't. He didn't get enough belief to reach a critical mass. No pun intended. Uh, on Q says, can you give us a hint as to where to find Monster Manuel items? And then he gives me a list of item IDs. I'm actually going to look at these and say something about them. Uh, 5,800 
uh, was a mistake. Uh, Hot Stuff made a costume for a monster that's not in the game anymore. Um, So maybe someday it gets reintroduced. I don't remember. Um, 5801 makes me wonder if something is just wrong, because that one is very common and uh, should be. Right. Unless that's a thing that's not there anymore. Uh, What did... Same thing with 5806. That's like definitely a monster that you see a lot of. Yeah, and that uh, should be on there. Yeah, I wonder if some of these some of these are also definitely fifty eight thirteen. Um, so I wonder if some of these the drops just got screwy. Um, yeah. Fifty eight forty four. <laughs> that okay. That one I'm not surprised you haven't found, but you will. Huh. Um. Yep. Uh. Yeah. So yes, Evangelion Q. I can. Uh, I will. Uh, shit. I need to, uh, I'm going to put this, I'm going to say this aloud to myself in dev. Note to self, look at these. Um, so that I will see that in the logs and go and make sure uh, there's not something screwed up with the drops. I'm, I don't remember if I did those in a script or if Kevin did them by hand. Um uh, Selden says, any chance you could let folks know about me playing KOL for Phoenix Children's Hospital? Details, and then he links to this thing. Uh, so it's what is extra life. You you play a video game for 24 straight hours and get sponsorship for a charity. Uh, so he's in the community forum, chaining casuals for charity. So I guess he's going to chain casual runs all day. Neat. Yep. Um... Lady J says, okay, so I've asked this question a couple times a year for, well, years. Is there any chance clan leaders could see the karma value on stash items even though we are exempt from karma, please? It would be most useful. Um, I don't think I have a problem with that. Uh, It's probably just that you ask and it's not a thing that I can do real fast and so I don't do it and then I forget until the next time. Which is what I'm going to do this time. Cat although says, how about having Manuel track how many of a monster you've killed and letting you put that in your display case in some way? Mm. No. I'm trying to think if there's any technical reason that that would be significantly different than what it's doing now. Um, But it's... uh, the way that things are coded, it assumes that the th- a three in that number means that you're done. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I wouldn't be the end of the world to do it. But it's like, and it kind of bothers me because it's not like how many of them you've killed, it's how many of them you've killed since I added that code, which is a number that is meaningless enough that I'd rather not display it, gotcha. I think. Um, man, that was that whole thread. I knew we shouldn't have started early. I told you. Yeah, you were like, this is a terrible idea, and we're going down in flames. And I said, that sounds good to me. Wax says, what the hell, Jake? Literally not even a single Pratchett? Not a one. It's like, I don't even know you. I don't, but if I did, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, and then somebody, somebody stands up for me. Oh, wait. Okay, and then you talked in that thread. What? How is all this going on? Well, there's a lot of things that go on beneath your notice, uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have asked Siri. Hey Siri, tell those people to shut up. Okay, telling those people to shut up. I mean, guys, if you if your goal is to get Jick to never read any Pratchett, 
giving him a bunch of shit about not having read any is the way to go. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's I, I usually respond like super good to that. Yeah, and no, that's what I meant. If you're trying to get him to not read them, being a dick about it is the way to go. I don't think anybody was being a dick about it. Well, no, no, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say grab Nation, grab it, uh, and read it on your phone because then you'll be doing two things that you wanted to to do. Yeah, I will. Grabadation. Uh, well, we could do some radio bug butts. JB77 wrote, Epic item, thanks. What? I don't know what you're thanking me for. Maybe maybe uh, JB77 was thanking us for Manuel. Yeah. Uh, Frank and Bean says, Silly request for Mr. Store. The monthly special has a bold header above it, while the annual familiars have a normal annotation that they're the yearly familiar. Should there be a note by each item indicating how long it will be available for purchase? Also, read that last statement as though it were a question. Um, have a normal annotation. I don't. What? What does Mister Story even look like? Does it look we're, like a bitch? We're or? the worst business. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I gotcha. Th- those that those headers are just different. Probably. It gets a little bit weird that the monthly special is in the middle of the store. You think? Yeah, because that that makes it look like everything underneath that header is a monthly special. Yeah, you're probably right. I think that should. I don't know why. I don't know why I put Monster Manuel where it is. I think that maybe if we were moving stuff around, I would move the monthly to the very top. Yeah. Okay. Maybe monthly to the top, and then the yearly ones, and then the rest of the stuff. Yeah. And putting Ms. Accessory at the bottom where she belongs. Because that's where the kitchen is in Mr. Store. Is at the bottom. Uh, ACM says, hooray for fixing bare arms and hardcore outfits. My everyday new best. Thanks you. What? Okay. Tomato Bob says, re-poop a color, poop and color consistency. FDA blue number five in large quantities will turn your poop super green for three days or so. Well, Apparently then, you can also turn it black by eating an entire bag of Oreos. Huh. I've been told that by a guy right before they cut his feet off. If you meant... Uh, Super green in the ruby rod sense, then that that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, my poop is just really cool right now. Mm-hmm. Is that what he was talking about? Yeah, super green. I don't know. He probably uh, just means green. That's okay. Uh, Demuckle says, being able to right-click use "I Love Me" Volume One upon receiving it would be really nice. Huh. I'm sort of surprised that you can't. Um. I'll have to look at that and see why. Linguini Led says, are the avatar effects from Monster Manuel drops blacklisted from the hookah? I believe that they are. They are. They're not positive effects. They're mixed bag effects. So ah, okay. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Yep. We thought of that. Uh, Ernie R says, could the image for the reconstituted crow please be flipped around so that it's slightly different from the blackbird? Yeah. Yeah, it can. I wonder how I did that. I wonder if I just... Um, used the same image. I surely did not make a copy of the... So, Reconstituted Crow is just using... Oh, wait a minute. What? That says it's Blackbird 1, and there is a Blackbird 2. So I did that for the items. Wait, what are you talking... Wait, what? Let me... Let me what? Did I, is this already like this? So there's... Reassemble Blackbird is facing to the right. 
Oh, Reconstructed Crow is weird. Huh, okay. Yeah, well, the re- the familiar image for the... So, yeah, ugh, man. What, what is even going on here? The, there are two pictures, but they were both using them each, one for the larva and one for the thing. So I'm going to go back and make the larva for the reconstituted crow facing the other direction. Yeah, look at that. I already had these pictures drawn. That took no time at all. Except for all the time that it took. Uh, Damascus says, the naughty sorceress is only supposed to debuff you if you have good effects, right? So why does she get rid of lapdog? Any plus monster level effects should be good for her, and thus she should leave them alone, no? Uh, yeah. Um, it is possible that uh, that code predates yeah lapdog is mixed bag so maybe other monster level effects are bad we'll see what overconfident is no, that one's good. That monster level is good. Shit. This is weird, man. I don't even know, man. Because, like, making monsters tougher, you think, oh, that's bad. But then for, like, speed players, like, no, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what anything means anymore. All those numbers are negative. Foresight says, for what it's worth, as pressure drops, the boiling point drops effectively. So in an extreme low-pressure situation, boiling water would not be hot. It mm. would just be boiling. So that makes more sense. Penny Dreadful says, the wiki uh, for Road to the White Castle notes that the business hippie doesn't actually drop a briefcase. Is the thing he's holding just full of weed? Is his business weed salesman? Shh. We don't want the feds to find out. There's nothing. What is this weed you're talking about? Yeah. Green in 72 says, Dear Jake, do you have the ability to read what kinds of stuff people have appended to the beginning of, to the, of hotdognet.com? I always wondered how many people try visiting hotdogcock.hotdognet.com and turn out disappointed. Uh, no, I don't think there's any way to actually pay attention to that. <laughs> uh, Thor Deandral says, I came back to the game in June after being, around, uh, being gone for around two years. The seasonal paths are fresh and make for great gaming. Great job, really loving the new content. Man, something that we did just got described as fresh. They are hella fly. Are they crescent fresh? Because I was afraid that they were whack. Are we poppin' fresh? Nicodemus says, hey gang, feature request. In our first clan room, the top picture has a fireplace and a picture frame. Can we have a calendar that gives the date and the next five holidays and how many days until they happen? We have a calendar in the rumpus room, but... Um, huh. I don't know that the game really knows when the next holidays are. Huh. Uh, Zan Mator uh, links to a YouTube video which I will check out uh, I'm also going to just paste that into Dev I'm just using Dev as my fucking notebook I hope uh, I hope Dev is okay with that well apparently I'm doing a really terrible job of it uh, and the last thing of the hill people says can I suggest a specialty item for 5-4 hmm I get it it's a joke about how his 5-4's foot got fucked yeah, joke about his horrendous injury that fucked yeah. up his time. I, I don't know if we want to just be rubbing that in his face. He was inspiring when I talked to him the next day, though. He said, yeah, you know, got a few stitches, cost a little bit of money, but, you know, I've, I've had some good innings, and I've been to a lot of the cons without hurting myself, and so this minor injury is no big deal, and I'm just happy to be here. It's like, my God, dude, that is an excellent attitude. I was pleased. I was impressed. Well, those Brits, they really know how to keep a stiff upper lip. And all that rot. 
A stiff upper dick. Hmm. That chick wants a stiff upper dick. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I have no idea what that means at all. Yeah. What? I, yeah. Let's let's stop. Jesus. Yeah. Somebody needs to stop. Jesus. Uh, we'll. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>